0: Well, hey everybody! Welcome back to So You Want to Be in Ministry. I'm Tim, and uh, we here are all about educating you if you're thinking about jumping into ministry, equipping you if you're already in, and encouraging you if you're just hitting a tough season and you're thinking about jumping out. And we also, if you're not in ministry and you're just you attend a, a church, you are a church member. You're trying to be supportive of your pastoral staff, your ministry staff. We want to empower you to follow godly leaders well, and so we are so excited you're here with us today for this episode. We've been in this series planning a weekend <clears throat> and our whole focus here is what does it take to pull off a weekend? Uh, what are the possibilities of what you could do to maximize a weekend for your services? Uh, and then what does it look like coming out of it? How to assess it? How to help people take the next step? And that is what we're jumping into today. Uh, we got Chris Persons. He is over the assimilation process at Metro Community Church, and he's going to talk to us about what that looks like going into a weekend and then coming out. So let's jump into this interview with Chris. Here he is. Well, Hey, Chris, welcome to the podcast, man.
1: Hey, Tim. Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. Glad to have you. Uh, We've known each other since college.
1: We've gotten to uh, hang out a bit. Yeah, I think uh, we first met each other fall of 19... Ninety nine. I think that's <laughs> kind of dates us a little bit.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh so we've known each other since the last century, so that's nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and, and you are the first let me make sure. Yes. You are the first person I've had on that was in my wedding. So <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten that so for all of you out there, Chris, we've known Chris was my RA in college. Uh we've known each other for a long time. He was in my wedding. And then for the last four years five years uh yeah it's
1: gonna be five years coming up in this this august actually okay,
0: so almost five years that we've actually gotten to serve together so it's been cool we were even roommates for a little bit so uh it's cool that we've kind of had this lifelong adult journey together in weird ways so yeah yeah we just
1: took a break like for a while i mean we stayed in touch like via text and phone call but um yeah to have like two different times in our lives like five year increments basically um college years and then now uh doing ministry to get learning ministry but then doing ministry together is kind of cool
0: yeah so. that's the truth learning and then doing that is that is so true that statement well t- yeah. so you're uh you are over heavily over the discipleship arm of our church i know you have a specific title but you're heavily over the discipleship arm of our church And, uh, but you're also over the assimilation process. And so when we're talking about planning a weekend and we're in the series of planning a weekend, assimilation is a big part of planning a weekend, going into it, coming out of it. Uh, we, we at Metro say we're all about movement. We want you to take your next step with Jesus. And so assimilation is a big deal in that. Um, so talk to us on Monday, you just came out of the last weekend. On Monday, what does it look like in this assimilation process?
1: Yeah, I mean, on Monday, so we're coming off the weekend. I know you've already had a conversation with Brad about guest experience and what it means to, like, welcome people in and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's just this like the tip of the spear. That's just the starting point. And uh, if we've done our job to make people feel welcome and at ease, at least at collecting getting to know them, collecting their information, we can start the follow-up process. So on Mondays, um, our office manager actually directly oversees this whole thing, Um, but we start getting uh, in touch with those people. So it could be a connection card that they filled out, like a manual connection card, a physical connection card they fill up. It could be a digital connection card that they filled up. It could be that they went to one of our new here areas, whether that's the tent, we have a tent before the service, so people coming in kind of get captured. But if they're not quite ready to make themselves known yet, um, we also have a new here area that we call Metro and Five. It's get to know uh, Metro and get to know you, kind of like in five minutes, um, where we also collect those um, uh, those cards in a digital format. So we get their we get their information, and then we can start utilizing that to help them get connected. To what their next steps are with the church and get them processed. So, um, even that I'm just looking at my cheat sheet here. So, uh, right away on Monday, um, we send out just an email, like a welcome to Metro kind of email. Uh, but then we have a pretty extensive. I don't know how far you want me to go into the.
0: Go for it, man! Like we can we can do all the layers. And then what I tell people: so if you're a pastor, ministry leader out there, and when we go to all of our layers, if you've watched any of this series, it at some point you may have gotten overwhelmed. And so, just know this: as we go into these layers, pick one thing out and go. We can do this one thing at our church. This is the next thing for us to do. Don't get bogged down with all of it. But we want to give you yeah. all of it because we want to we want to let you know what's out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. So we we start uh you know we have a six week kind of like intentional calendar that we kind of follow to onboard uh people that have visited us for the first time or at least let us know for the first time that they're that, that they're they want to at least start connecting uh to god and to the church so um during the six weeks there's like 12 different touch points which is which is crazy it's a lot like i said i can't do it all on my own uh our office manager helps out with that we have Uh, volunteers that help out with that process and that kind of stuff, but yeah, they get a welcome email. I mean, we, emails aren't the most exciting, but at least it's a touch point right away um, that, Hey, thanks for making it to service. And then uh, basically for the next six weeks, they're going to get an email or a text with the exception of week three uh, from us. Uh, Once again, it's going to be a text or an email from different people, Within our church, um, it could be from the senior pastor who is staff It could be from me talking about groups. It could be from somebody else inviting them to think about serving or going first step, which is our kind of assimilation process, which we'll get into a little bit more later, I'm sure. Um, but all those kind of things, so they're getting texts, emails, kind of spread out. We don't want it to feel too heavy but we also want to make sure that they understand like, hey, we valued that you came and we care about you and we wanna give you every opportunity to get connected as possible. And I think some sometimes the fear is like, are we doing too much where people get like annoyed? Like, hey, <laughs> like I don't need to be spammed again um, with something, uh, but we find out, yes, you're always gonna have some of those people that feel that way, uh, but the majority of people don't feel that way. Majority of people, if they have made themselves known Want to get connected and are grateful that we're trying to be intentional to reaching out to them and keep the onboarding process going, where they can get connected to a church, a small group, a serving team, whatever that looks like as their next step. Uh, I and would we- say,
0: I would say on that, I, I do think it can feel like spam, but I think the difference, at least for our church, is that we're not trying to like force them to take that step. We let them take that step when they're ready, and so when they get something, it's like, well, I mean, I did let them know. Uh, where it doesn't feel like, well, I knew this was going to happen when they like yeah. they, it was more like I wanted to find out more. Yeah.
1: Correct. Yep. Yep. And the multiple invites to different things is just like you might be capturing at a certain time of day that they just can't deal with it or um, whatever's in the email or text doesn't really resound with them in that moment. But it's just another opportunity, another platform that maybe one out of those, you know, communications that it just hits them and they have a God moment. It's like, this is exactly like, hey, I'm feeling lonely today. Mm-hmm. And I just got this text about maybe joining a group, you know, yeah. like God those does, does those pieces where at the right moment that right communication is going to come through. And then it kind of hits them like, yeah, I need to take this next step. Um, the key to this, uh, I would say, week two is where we get a little bit more attentional as far as they do get a letter from our senior pastor, kind of welcoming them. Um, obviously, the welcome letter is like the same letter that everyone gets. It's not like I'm handwriting each one and penning it like the Apostle Paul. <laughs> but but we do get our senior pastor to sign it, you know, and just, it's a generic welcome letter. And that's just a nice personal piece that they get and encouraging them to come back and be a part of what we're God's doing here at Metro. Uh, But then they also get a phone call. And um, this is one of our, from one of our volunteers that kind of is part of our office volunteer team. And uh, we get the most positive from that because it's a personal call, right? Like, Hey, thanks for coming a couple of weekends ago. Uh, we loved having you a part of the services and it's, it's more of a gratitude kind of phone call. And, you know, do you, you know, is there a way that we can help you get connected and come alongside you in your spiritual journey? All right. Now we always have them, at least if they don't answer, leave a message, like, and just saying who you are and we love you. We appreciate you. We value you we hope that we see you again here soon sometimes. And, and a lot of them, probably a lot of the calls we do probably don't get answered, you know, but out of the maybe 10 or 20% that do get answered uh we've seen um that God has really shown up i can even speak to um, even just two or three weeks ago um i got caught on a weekend service by somebody that was looking uh the lady's name uh, that she was looking for uh, her name is d she's one of those volunteers that makes those phone calls for us and uh and uh, they were looking for her cuz she's like yeah this this lady called d and i think she this uh, visitor was thinking that D was on staff and uh, was looking during the weekend service. And was like, man, this lady D called me soon after I visited. And man, it was just like what I needed in that moment. I was able to share something with her. Um, It seemed like a godsend kind of moment. And, and D even took the time to pray with me over the phone. And I really just want to connect with her because she just made a huge difference in my life. So I was able to connect D with that lady at a later time uh but that was really uh cool to see of how impactful those personal phone calls make and even if they don't answer the phone i've even heard from some people it's like yeah i didn't answer because i was at work or whatever is going on but it meant a lot that they would call me and they just left a, a message that was you know grateful so yeah
0: yeah these yeah, awesome uh I'm glad you dropped her name because she's awesome. She's she's called yeah. people from my campus, and I've I've heard people that are like, "Where? Who's D?" Like I've been met her. I'm like, she's actually <laughs> at the other campus. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I've gotten the benefit of that as well. All right. So that's that's heavily a Monday thing. Or yeah, uh, a lot of those.
1: Yeah. So a lot of those like phone calls yeah. and uh, get handled anywhere really from Monday through Wednesday, kind of mm-hmm. on that second week of their coming. Yeah. Now, a lot of the other things that we send out, texts and emails, uh, those are um, somewhat uh, automative, So mm-hmm. they happen more on the weekends because we're trying to catch them when they're not at work. Right. Mm hmm. So it's more of a process of like um, inviting them to groups, inviting them to First Steps, inviting them to whatever. Uh, We're trying to catch them at a time where we think they have the best ability to see it and to respond basically when they're available. So that usually happens more on a, a Friday, Saturday that we're sending out those communications instead.
0: Okay. So that's coming off of a weekend and dealing with the information. What are you doing heading towards a weekend then?
1: Yeah. So, I will heading like into the weekend. We're prepping our areas to re kind of to receive new guests. And um, like I said, you really need to have it established. And this might uh, overlap with a little bit from your last one, but we have to have a new here area that captures people coming in. I would say the majority of the people coming in uh, that stop by that new here tent. It could look different from church to church, right? How you establish this, but you just have a have to have a place where they can come and feel uh, not only welcome, but even get some clarity. So uh, we got a wide part. Oh, go ahead.
0: Let's do that because we do have several different areas. So let's just cover the different areas so that as we talk about it, they have an understanding of uh, what we're doing in these spaces. So you've talked about this tent, this new here tent. What is like, what's in this new here tent? What are they trying to accomplish? What are the the volunteers, ministry people that are in there? What's going on
1: with that? Yep. So we we have our new here tent um at the Edwardsville campus we have it located outside actually because we want to make it super visible like you can't miss it kind of thing right so if you're a visitor coming it doesn't blend in with anything else you know it really stands out and it says uh new here on it (laughs) so it gets your eye and you're like it's clear if i'm new this is where i need to go you know um i would say that we capture a lot of different faces and people there but especially this is important for families you know you might have singles or you know couples without kids like they might be like "Ah, we're just going to check it out and just kind of like skip this part for now but for families this is really important because they're actually new and we're like we don't even know where to put our kids or anything like that so for them that pre-service kind of new here area, you're going to see a lot of families with kids coming to those uh, get connected there. So what we have there is usually stationed um, at least one volunteer if not two. Uh, that way if we have a couple different families come up, uh, we can handle both at the same time. Um, we're looking for people that serve in that area to be very hospitable, um, that they can have strike up a conversation with anyone, uh, have a good time with you know the kids if there's some little kids there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you're basically introducing yourself. Right. Um, and then you're asking for their names and, and get to know them a little bit. And, you know, you might even throw out some just really basic questions like, you know, is this your first time here? You know, have you been coming to venture a while? Um, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And then we have what we use to capture the information, at least there. Then we're like, hey, we'd love for you. Uh, to get connected here at Metro. So uh, one of the first steps is just by, can you fill out this connection card? And we use the digital uh, on the iPads at these new here areas. You could use physical cards if you if you wanted to. Uh, but they fill that out. Um, we don't try to like over collect that information, but we at least try to get the basic, like their name. Um, their phone number and email, um, is what we kind of value is what, what's important to start with. Um, and then after they fill that out, we say, we're, we're grateful that you're here. Um, uh, we do have a gift for you. And so we have a gift that we give them, um, that contains at least right now, this is what we're doing. We have, we have a mug in there, uh, that's Metro branded just as a gift. To, like, thanks for being here today. We'd love for you to have this. Uh, we also have like a little. 50% off, um, for our merch area. So they get a t-shirt for 50% off if they want, um, they get a free coffee or drink at the cafe if they want to utilize that. So we have some like little perks in there, uh, for them as well. So we give them that gift. Uh, the other piece that we've, we kind of changed this Tim, not that long ago, cause we used to have more things in there and, and items. And we took a shift where we still like, Hey, we want to bless them. We want to give them something, uh, that's a gift. But we also want to make a gift on their behalf, and one of our one of the things that our church really values is making a difference in our communities, and in the in our and the people around us, not just inside our walls, but outside our walls. Right? We have partnerships uh, with different ministry partners and nonprofits, and and ones that have been vetted by the church, and that we have a similar like-minded mission and everything like that. So. Um, we we went ahead and partnered with some of these Then what we do is make a donation on their behalf. Um, so they can choose which one of the partners that we partnered with. There's like maybe five or six options that they can choose. And we say we make a ten dollar donation on their behalf just by you coming to the new here area, letting us know that you're here. We make it want to make a donation on your behalf. You don't pay it. We pay it. To make a difference in our community because we value that and that's kind of stemming out of like you know the culture that we live in too where people are looking to seek uh, a church home uh, really value a church that is proactively making a difference in the community and it sounds like a no-brainer like yeah we should be doing that this is just one tangible way that we're doing it as part of our assimilation process to get more people connected to god to the church is saying hey Right away, we're gonna do something to make a difference in a community just by you coming to the new here tent <laughs> outside.
0: And, and it's some there. There's moments where a person that might be on the fence hears that and is like, you know what, I all right, I'll do it. I'll I'll throw ten dollars towards some you know organization that probably needs it. And it's just because I said I was here and I get a cool mug. And I will say it is a cool mug. Uh, the people that are not new here that are regular attenders or members, they definitely want it and you only get it if you're new here. So
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And we kind of do that intentionally is like we have some exclusive stuff that's really not offered to the general public yeah. <laughs> and only offered for the people that are new. So we yeah. try to incentivize that in some ways. Um, is like, hey, this is not something you can even buy and buy from us. Like, you ha- you have to be a visitor and you have to come to the new area to get it, you know. So, we try to do something special with that. So, that's that's before service, the yeah.
0: So, that's the new here area. Tell us about this metro and five that you let us know about. What's happening there? Where do you try to station it? Yep. And I know we're learning on this. Is something we are we are learning this side we just launched, it. yeah, yep,
1: yep, yep. So once again, the the new here for us, what we're doing new here tent is to capture people before the service, but you still have to have a place to capture people after the service. And uh, so we opened up a new here area. So they're both new here areas. They're just same purpose, just a little bit different how we conduct them. Right. So this one we have stationed right off our lobby um, in a space that it's in like a separate nook of the lobby. So it's kind of closed off from the rest of it. So it still feels like, you know, you're not walking into a room where you feel entrapped if you're a visitor, but it feels a little bit more cozy. So it's like, it's almost like, uh you know, if people remember malls, <laughs> it kind of has one of those storefronts where you got three walls, but then it's like open in the front. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, So they can walk in there and interact with somebody. So we call it Metro and five. It's for new people. Uh, you can come in. Once again, we have a couple of people, volunteers there stationed uh, to greet them. Once again, we got the iPads. Once again, we have the gifts. So it's all the same kind of stuff that we have. Um, outside, it's just indoors for afterwards because we don't want them to have a walk back outside. You know, they might have kids with them or whatever it is. So in this in this room, we also uh, allow, because usually they're not as rushed as maybe as what they would be before the service. Hey, I need to get to the service. I need to get my kids checked in. Uh, This is a spot where they could, I would say, simmer a little bit longer, right? And that's why we call it Metro five. And we're going to be a little bit more intentional about like, hey, do you have more questions about the church? Um, Anything like that. We even put, because most likely if they did have kids, they picked up their kids and now they're there. We even have just a drawer with some little toys, trinkets in there. That the kids can pick out something, uh, so they have a their own gift, and partially keep them distracted for a few seconds while we talk to their parents <laughs> as well. Uh, so that's been a big hit with the kids at least that come in there. Um, but then the whole p- purpose of this Metro and Five, once we get there, once they get there, you know, we welcome them, we get their information, we give them a gift. But we don't want to leave that space without us. Um, and this is where the administration funnel kind of comes into Or administration assimilation funnel comes into play. Is we want to invite them to their next step. And their next step is taking what we call first step, which is our class. Yeah. So first step class is all about yeah, how tell, you get connected.
0: Tell us about it. Yeah, tell us about first step. I was just, You're going there. I was going to tell you to go Okay, there. yeah. <laughs> go for it. When, when does this class happen? happen let's start there and then tell us yep. about it
1: yeah yeah totally so we offer um, it varies from campus to campus At our edwardsville campus currently we offered it at least once a month um, but there's some months that we offer it twice um, we have found out this is this has just become a fairly popular class uh, for people to engage with that are new to the church, maybe new to their faith. Um, and it's just a one-time kind of class. So we offer it multiple times a year, um, like I said, once a month, if not two times a month. And then at our Vendilli campus, currently we're offering it once a quarter. Yeah. Um, a lot of times these classes do fill up and uh, and they have great participation in them, which is awesome. Yeah. So uh, we want to invite them to there. So even before they leave, like I said, that Metro and five area, I'm handing them one of these cards and, um, you can get a pretty good vibe um, if they're just kicking the tires kind of on your church, or if they want to take a test drive and if they want to take a test drive. I will even say, like, hey, if you want to sign up for this class right now, I can help you sign up. You know, we can just scan this QR code on their phone or I have an iPad that I can get you, you know, signed up right away. Like, as you interact, you can kind of kind of gauge is like, they're ready and they want to, (laughs) you know. So uh, we try to streamline it as much as possible. So sometimes it's just, like, I think they're kicking the tires. I'm not going to be pushy, but here's an invite. There's other times it's, like, I think this person's ready. I think yeah. they're going to say yes if I offer to sign them up. And and yeah. there's a lot of times that, that happens.
0: There's some people that even they're going to Metro and five, hoping it's first step. Like they're like, yeah, is there more? Yeah. But do you have more yeah. information about your church? Like, and you're like, yeah, you want to go to first step? <laughs> like Correct. It could be that forward with, from them at times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I should make one thing clear because uh, because we trained our volunteers at these places to think this way, right? Um, and, you know, since First Step is all about getting, once again, connected to God and the church, like those are the two purposes of the First Step. So we want everyone to go through First Step. We don't want them to bypass the assimilation process. We actually want to funnel them in the process. So if we have somebody come to the new here area or tent or the Metro and five area and they say, hey, I want to get connected to the group, a small group, or, hey, I want to get, I'm interested in baptism or, hey, I, because um, that's getting connected to God. Hey, I want to be in a small, that's connected to the church. Hey, I want to join a serving team or interest in that that's connected to the church. Hey, I'm interested in what it means to know more, what it means to be a father of Christ, getting connected to God, right? So we can address those things but we train our volunteers to say, because we don't want to bypass the simulation process. We say, address those things with them and then say, that is the reason why you really need to come to First Step. Because we cover, if they're asking about groups, we, we talk about how you get connected to the to the church. And part of that is how you find your life-giving community uh, during that time. Plus you can answer all these other questions and we kind of cover these things. And when you when you say it like that, because uh, in, in the past, I, I've even fallen into this: is like, oh, let's get you connected to a group like this, yeah. and they're connected to a group, but we miss all the other things that could benefit from them taking first step and actually getting into the simulation funnel. We want to get them in the funnel and go through the whole process, and not just bypass, bypass it. So, so, so now in they this,
0: in this. Fu- go ahead, finish your thought there, but I do have a question. Off
1: okay. Of yep. So they still could join a group or a team before they take first step. I'm just pointing you to the importance of taking first step, and if we can get them in the funnel, let's get them in the funnel too. Yep.
0: So, what do you cover in first step? Then, so if a church is like, okay, so you want like this this starting place called first step, and whatever your church is going to call it, what what things are you covering at this like launching into? Yeah metro assimilation? What are, yeah. What are we covering in a class like
1: that? Yeah, that's a great question. Because, uh, I mean, when do you get somebody who's hungry to to take a next step, I think the tendency, at least as a pastor, is like, I got to cover everything that this person may... I mean, this might be the only chance I have, you know, to share everything about who Jesus is share everything about the Bible and make sure they understand what it means to disciple. And um, if you do that, it becomes too, too many hoops that you're trying to jump through and too much time. (laughs) So um, we really, we've scaled it down to what is actually important for them, like for them to know what is important about once again, how do you get connected to God if they're either don't know God or just new in the spiritual journey well you don't want to miss that and then how do you get connected to the church in this case our church is metro but it could be any church right so we branded it first step just cuz we want to make it clear hey your first step it getting connected is taking first step class you can brand I, it however you want
0: yeah and i would add to that another reason it's easy to call it first step is we are not trying to cover all the steps in one class we're trying to cover your okay. first step yes yeah class. yeah <laughs>
1: Yep. A hundred percent. So that branding has like, as I engage visitors, it's clicked with them. When I even say like, this is your first step, (laughs) you know, to take the first step class. And I think that's why so many people have signed up because it's clear communication even. Um, So when we're talking about what it means to connect to God, the what are the basics well we're going to share the gospel we're going to share what it means to uh know jesus christ to come to know and love jesus christ as their lord and their savior right so we're going to have a blatant uh and that's one of the first things i mean we do some introductory things don't get me wrong in the first step you know some fun questions and and uh we try to even this is a side note we try to keep it to like 14 ish um as far as like the biggest we go because we want to have it more of a small group feel where they start getting to know we don't have it cl- set up like a classroom format where there's rows of chairs we try to get them facing each other like a horseshoe and then also facing uh whoever's instructing it uh but yeah we sh- we start off uh early on is this covering what the gospel is and uh, um i think there's a sometimes it's like so there's a fear of one of two ways and one of the ways is um well what if they're already a believer and they're going to start checking out and they're just like they're a cross follower during this time and we hit that hard and you know this tim like um hey even if you're already a follower of jesus christ if if you know jesus like this is a great way as we share the gospel because we use the bridge illustration um, this is a great way to refine your ability to also Uh, share the gospel so maybe you need to hear it from the perspective of like hey i just need to have a way that i can learn and grow and share the gospel for myself on a regular basis so we try to give them a reason not to tune out during this time right and then we also say um you know be in prayer for those in the room because you know there might be some people here that are just kind of figuring out their spiritual journey like this is opportunity to pray for those people and then the last thing i say that i think almost has like i get the most like kind of change in the seat like reactions um like if you're thinking about making metro your church home and i'm like when i'm in the spot of looking for a new place to call my my church family if i'm a follower of jesus christ what's most important for me to know is what they believe about the gospel of jesus christ and because i even i need like so i'm heading into here this is not a waste of time from my perspective then because i need to know what what they believe about jesus as their lord and savior this church if i'm going to consider it so because of that i don't i can see You know, as it's falling in the ears of those who are here and that might be believers already that they're they're in by then and ready to listen to it. Right. So we go over the gospel. We don't rush over that. We do literally the bridge illustration. It takes 10 minutes of that class time. But then what I love about it, this is all under get connected to God. Uh, We take this time then right afterwards for whoever's teaching the class shares their own personal God story. So we want to lay it out. Here's the scripture. And this is what the bridge illustration is. But now you're going to hear somebody verbalize how this played out in their own personal spiritual walk. Right. And uh, so we take another probably five to seven minutes. Then uh, if it's me leading it, I'm sharing my God story. You know, I'm going back to, you know, when I was saved at seven and how that came about. And then I'm going to um, we get real real transparent <laughs> pretty quick
0: we do I, I think that's another thing that even people that already know the gospel i think that's a thing where they're like whoa i don't know that i've heard pastors like yeah. just tell what their life actually looked like uh yeah and we do
1: yep we totally do we we hit that pretty hard and pretty early on and that's intentional because we want to be a church that's authentic, you know, um, that's vulnerable, that's transparent, because we think God can take us so much farther. So I'm sharing, yeah, hey, I got saved, you know, at age seven, my mom by the bedside kind of deal. And then I kind of jokingly took class and everything was great after that. <laughs> and they all kind of like laugh because they know that's not the case with anyone's story, if, yeah. you know. But then I go into, you know, some of my struggles during my teen years, you know, with popularity and wanting and and really hating the church and not looking forward to going to church and wanting to be around my school friends, not my Christian circle friends. And then I go into my struggles with sexual addiction and what that led to and being introduced to that and how that had a grip on my life for many years. Um, And then I go into this place where, but God again, right? Another but God moment where all of a sudden now I am surrendering my life to Jesus And and sharing what that looks like and how he's now have redeemed my story from addiction, sexual addictions, all the way to my life as being new now. And still sharing some of my current struggles, right? Because once again, we're still not perfect or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, you'll see their ears perked up when a pastor of a church that they met just for the first time is willing to share some of the uck of their life. And uh, I think there was always a stigma or fear that people... Uh, have especially pastors about inviting people in because you're like and they might judge me i might scare them away blah 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 Um, as we share that story we have only have gained um, i don't know what the right word is
0: we've we've gained uh, i think trust credibility Um, i think the things that they're seeing on a weekend when they come to the first step on a weekend for, you know, and they're there and they're like, man, okay, I thought it was real. Now I'm learning it. It like, I'm in the, I'm in the next layer. It's, this isn't just a service. I'm in the next layer. And it's still this way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause in that room, I mean, are people filled with, even if they're a believer already um, brokenness, they're, they're filled with suffering. They're filled with uh, things that, you know, like, you know uh Paul says in Romans 7 they're still doing the things that they don't want to do and they don't understand why and to have a pastor be able to say hey I know that the struggle's real I know it's temptations are real but this is what God's doing and actively doing and now they have a chance right to hear something and and just be like that's what our culture is looking for is they're sick of fake <laughs> they're like social media fake stuff they're looking for something that's actually real yep. and, and transparent um so we go through connect we share the gospel and then right after that um is baptism we start talking about baptism so that's once again get connect to god and um we have the one of the coolest things that i love about metro um we're baptists but we ha- we're a really a melting pot of people from all different faith backgrounds that are or, just or to- no faith background. Or noble faith yeah. backgrounds, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I when I get talking about baptism, I always like to start the question. Um, is just like, hey, you know, open it because once again, we're trying to do group discussion time a little bit more. And um, I, I go into that time. I like, hey, I would just love to hear, you know, what were what's your guys's kind of spiritual journey? Like, what what faith backgrounds do you guys have? And I always I try to start off like, hey, you know, I I have Baptist background. I have non denominational kind of background, which just means you're kind of Baptist with a fancy name and logo, <laughs> you know, like they would say. <laughs> you know. Um, but I try to let them like, hey, you know, I have even different backgrounds. And then pretty soon, like, it's an easy question to ask, right? We're not saying things right or wrong. We're just asking what's your, you know, so we got Methodist, we got Lutheran, we got, you know, um, Catholic, you know, or like you said, like, you know, I'm just figuring out for the first time, I don't really have any background or, you know, so we get like, it's always um, like four or five, six different kind of backgrounds to it. And when I go into it, then the baptism section, I ask that question. And then I'm like, you know, one of the reasons I asked this question is because one of the reasons why we have so many different kind of denominations and faith places is because we have different ideas about even what baptism is, you know, and I'm like, I'm, we're going to set this aside and just look at what the Bible says about baptism yep. and um, not what a certain denomination says, but just what does the Bible say, what it means to be baptized. And then we go into what baptism is. And man, We get so many people that are like, man, I was, you know, they call it baptizing an infant or sprinkles in an infant or at confirmation or whatever it is that all of a sudden their eyes are open and they're just like, man, like. I need, I, I've never done this for myself. You know, I'm, I might need to make this decision for myself. Somebody else made it for me, but I need to do this for the first time for myself. And so we hit baptism in there. That's really the connect to God, peace, yep. salvation, baptism. Those are what we think matter. Connect to the church, which we say, Hey, these are ways that you can connect to the church. The heartbeat behind this is we want you. We want to come alongside you and help you continue to grow in your spiritual journey, right? So this is the rest of the simulation funnel, right? Of what we're trying to get to. So we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna try to emphasize the importance of getting connected and coming regularly and engaging in the weekend services. So that's one piece of it. And usually, I'm like, you're already checking that box. You're here, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, So you're already a head start. But we're not going to be a church that's uh, we don't want to be a church that's just kind of like, well, if I have time, I go to church. No, we're going to make church a priority, like the gathering uh, of the living stones of Jesus Christ. And we want it to be a vibrant, um, engaging time that we're, we're looking to be here and we want to be here so we can keep on growing in our faith. So we we hit on that quite a bit. And then we hit on. Um, what it means to connect to a, a metro group, to a small group, life-giving community, and the importance of living out the one and others within those small group. And then we, the third thing we hit is how you connect to the church is by joining a serving team. That God has given you certain gifts and talents and abilities, and you want we want you to be able to use this within within the church for his glory and that kind of stuff. So we take the pressure off like, hey, you can do all these things but we're really all about just getting connected to the next step that God's calling you to. Do. So if it's baptism, great. If it's joining a metro group, that's great. You know, if it's all of them, that's great, <laughs> you know. Um but it is an on-ramp from there. Yep. So
0: and then it comes up, goes out from there. So one thing that I one of the cool additions that we did here in the last, I don't know, 2 3 years, maybe 4 years is off of first step, we have added a second step conversation. <laughs> Todd, this, this might be my favorite part of this process is the second yes. step conversations. hundred percent. So they come out of first step, they sign up for a second step conversation. They go, yeah, I, I want to have this second step conversation. When does this happen generally? And then what are we doing in that conversation? Yep.
1: Yeah, that's great. So we do have, we call it first step class and then second step follow-up, which is a conversation. So we say, hey, it's just a one-time class. I should clarify first step for us, Tim, is during the weekend services. Um, So since we offer multiple services at each of our campuses, we say you can come to first step one service and then attend the other service. Mm -hmm. um, So you don't miss out if you want to do both. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole idea is we wanna make it convenient for you to come, easy to come. Is childcare provided? Yes, your kids go to the church. kids ministry area they can go twice if they need to that uh, particular sunday that weekend but we try to streamline it to fit into what they're doing already um it it feels like a such a bigger ask to come to first step if it's a different time or a different day if they already have marked off on their calendar go to church sunday morning it is way lesser of an ask and they're like yeah we can just do we'll just piggyback off of what we're doing there already so sorry i forgot to share that
0: yeah and we and we also know i'll just say this way we also know that not everybody's going to do first step and a service and so if all they do is first step that that is a step they took that week we're willing to sacrifice them attending a service for them to go to first step
1: yep if it gets them in the simulation funnel which means they're getting connected to god and the church it is a win for sure um and the beauty of it is they can catch the service online if they so choose later in the week now too so um but yes, you're 100% right with that. So at the end of first step, uh, we hand them a card and, and and this card they can they get asked if they want a second step follow up conversation. All right. Now, um, I always joke around like, hey, this is your golden ticket out of this class. You cannot leave this room without turning it in. (laughs) Um, So that means they can turn it in and say they don't want a second step follow up, but at least have to engage the card. Right. Um, And that kind of stuff. So we give them just a couple of minutes to fill it out, you know, and they let us know why they want a second step. Like, hey, I just want to get connected more to God in the church or. I I want to be a church member. Uh, Those are both on there that you can check both or just one or whatever it is. Um, And they turn that in before they leave. So it's a couple. They just turn it into one together. Um, So that's how we collect it. So we don't let them leave that room really without committing to take a next step. (laughs) Um, Even if uh, the next step is out of our doors. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yep. So uh, we have found out that 90 plus percent of people do ask for a second step follow up. Yep. So I think that's an insane amount of, you know, I just had. Uh,
0: yeah, our, we just did one two weeks ago and we had eight people and seven wanted a second step. So, so
1: yep. Yeah, go. we we had one a couple of weeks ago and I forget it. Eight or nine people were there and all of them wanted a second step follow up uh, that time. So it is a very high percentage of once again, these people are looking to get connected in some way to God or the church. So it, that that funnel is working, you know, um, so they hand us that second step follow up card. Um, and then that week we do a, a follow up with them to get them uh, paired with somebody to meet with. So this could be uh, a staff person, a a pa- pastor. Um, it could be a key volunteer Um, obviously we're pretty choosy who we with that key and there's equipping and they have to be a member to be that role but we have a team of people to do these second step follow-ups
0: i'll add to that just because so i my church uh our attendance is around 250 uh we have we do have uh well, we'll find out if we have three full time staff here in a second, but <laughs> we've got yeah, yeah we like, <laughs> have three basically full time one part time uh so we cannot we cannot do all the second step conversations, and so the people that I tend to use to do the second step conversations are my small group leaders because I view them as the spiritual leaders of my campus, and yeah. from that step, now they have a connection to a small group leader where they can just step right yeah. into a small group, so
1: yep, love that. So, yep. And that's the same with us at this campus too. It's, it's usually ministry leaders, like serving team leaders, smaller leaders um, are the ones that we're kind of targeting to have these conversations. And you're, I think you alluded to it. Like I like doing these, I'm going to do as many as I can because mm-hmm. they're a blast. They are, they are <laughs> they so really... much fun. They are, they are. So,
0: it is a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Yep. So we, we find uh, somebody to meet with each person that wants a second step follow up majority of them we're going to do during the weekend services. Um, so we ask them on that card they turned in when they're available. Is there a certain service that they can meet? So once again, it, they can kind of do the two services thing where they do a follow-up one service and then attend the other one. If they so choose to do that, that way. Um, I would say, you know, 80% of the people are good with that plan. Um, if, in the event that they can't make it for a while in the weekend services, because we have some people that are like nurses or whatever it is, they're not always available here on the weekend. We can set up another time, um, you know, in that, you know, during the week that works for them if needed. But majority of them are like, yeah, we can do it during the weekend services. And and traditionally we do it the week weekend after. So they do first step one weekend, and then we ask them, Hey, would you like a second step follow-up? Traditionally, we do the majority of them the following weekend. In the event that they're gone or maybe we just have a lot to do, some at the latest, we usually do two weekends out that we're still doing some follow-ups if needed, uh, depending on their schedule and what works uh, best for the church as well.
0: Yeah, and I would so, say, you, I, I, know, I know there's a, a pastor out there listening that just heard that we basically gave people permission to miss the weekend service two weekends in a row. Uh, because they, they know not everybody's going to do the double up, right? Yep. You may be freaking out a little bit. I would challenge you this. If you knew that somebody was going to miss your service but hear the gospel, you're going to be okay with, okay with that? Yeah, I'm going to be okay with it. If you knew that somebody was going to miss your service but get to tell their story about what Jesus has done in their life, or maybe, because this has happened in second-step conversations pretty regularly, accept Jesus in that conversation. Yeah. Yep, I'm okay with them missing that service to accept Jesus into their life every single time. Um, yep. So, sh- do I want them to do both? Yeah, I do. If they're yep. gonna choose one, I'm okay with both of those weeks being first step and second step because, yep. little literally, their spiritual life may go from death to life as a result of those two weeks. Yep.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. So. Um, yeah it is a little overwhelming to hear about especially if you only offer one service yeah. but it, the benefit there is so great. We've had people like you said we've had people accept Jesus Christ as their lord and Savior after first step. We've had people accept Lord, you know, Jesus Christ as the Lord and savior during second step and then schedule a baptism soon after. <laughs> like I mean this yeah. is like huge spiritual momentum for not only for their lives obviously, right? but also for the life of the church, like, and uh, it it is so cool to see those things happen. So, yeah, Second Step is just a, I mean, it's a key part of it. They're a lot of fun. So when they come to Second Step, then we meet them. We find like a, a private area in the church where we can have a conversation um with them just one-on-one or if it's a couple we can meet with a couple like i can meet with a couple um and during that time i really say i emphasize like hey this time is really just what god's laid in your heart and how you want to get connected to him and the church right And uh, if it's for us, if it's membership, too, then you have to be, say, baptized and do those three things that I talked about. You have to come to the weekend services on a regular basis. You have to be part of a metric group, small group, and you have to be part of a serving team um, to do those things. But it's okay if that's not your next step to do all those. If you just want to do one. That is a huge win in momentum in your spiritual walk. And I want to help you get connected in those areas. Let, so,
0: Let me ask you, Chris, just on the second step, because I've only gotten to do a few just because my role, I don't always get to participate in the second step side. Yep. But uh, the few that I've done, because of the vulnerability of the facilitator sharing their story on the yep. first step, are you seeing vulnerability and sharing their story on yeah. the second step?
1: That's great. Because, yeah, because just like we want to get connected, I always say the first thing, though, I want to do is hear your God story. And some people don't know what a God story is. I just say God story, your spiritual journey or you know if they come from some circles your testimony like i just phrase it different ways until they're like oh yeah i know what you're talking about but then like you said tim i refer back you know whether i taught first step or somebody else taught first step i'm like hey if you remember you know they're talking about the bridge illustration what it means to get connected to god and then afterwards you know the leader he shared or she shared kind of her god story and um that's what, what we're asking you to do. Like invite us in, tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey and God's story. And you're absolutely right, uh Tim. I can I, I'm running out of like fingers and, and maybe even toes of how many of those conversations have gone into them um saying this, like so this is might be their first time meeting me if I didn't leave the class, or at very much maybe second time if I didn't leave the class. And literally they're saying, like, I I don't know, like, I haven't ever told anyone this before, (laughs) but this is like a significant part of my God story. And you can imagine what it is. It's either um, something that they've been ashamed of, Mm -hmm. you know, like a a stronghold of sin, and they want freedom from it, which is awesome that they're like, hey, I feel like I can bring darkness to light, even in this conversation with somebody I just kind of met because of that vulnerability. Or there's some kind of significant suffering in their life uh, that they haven't invited people into yet, right? A broken home, um, something that they didn't want, somebody sent against them, whatever it is, uh, abuse, whatever it is. And they just feel like, like, hey, I can, I would say I'm calling it this, uh, but they feel like they can vomit on somebody Mm -hmm. that that they've been holding in this vomit for a very long time. And there's a good release there.
0: So that, uh, I recently had a second step conversation with a married couple, and it was basically, I would say basically, the second time that we interacted. And the, uh, the wife just shared her story, and um, she went to, like, a place where I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. And and she, she even said afterwards, she was like, I wasn't planning on sharing any of that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah that's a hundred percent what I get all the time. Yeah. Or it's like, you're the only, like, they're like, wait a second. Like my spouse knows and maybe one other person, like good friend. You're like the third person that knows this. <laughs> yeah. And obviously we have confidentiality there and all that kind of stuff that we're going to honor. But because of that vulnerability early on, we, we are accelerating their process for spiritual growth tremendously, like, um, and that they're looking for authentic community, they're looking for healing, they're looking for help. Like we're accelerating that, we're maybe two, three years, five years down the road that it would take for them to actually come out with somebody eventually to be comfortable enough to share something that, to actually have hope, to have handles on it and to get victory in it we, we just accelerated that immensely to actually help them. So. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Anything else on second step conversations?
1: Yeah. So second, so coming out of second step conversations, we're just taking notes. Um, We have a way that we enter that little notes into our database so we don't lose those, but that's when they, they verbalize, Hey, I want to get baptized or I want to accept Jesus Christ, or I want to join a serving team or I want to join a group. If we, we always say, like, especially if they're asking for a group, um, let's not tell them a staff person will contact them later in the week. That is an option. I always train my people, though, to be like, if they say they want to join a group then open up your laptop or open up your phone and let's get them connected right there because the chances of them getting connected there is much higher than if i'm trying to call them on a tuesday afternoon <laughs> you know yeah so the yeah. farther you can get them down that assimilation funnel and it's something tangibly you can do let's do it you know if you can look ahead and see the dates when the upcoming baptisms are because you've heard their god story you've kind of like checked it that they're good to go start talking dates with them and find a date that works for them and get them and then then hand that off back to the church staff and you already have them as far as possible that you can take them down that road to get them connected the way they are. So the goal is to take them as far down as you can uh, in that moment and then you document it. Uh, so then, then we can take it as a staff and run with it more later in that week and do those follow-ups uh, for sure. So we only have first step class, second step follow-up, and then it's really connecting them from there so the primary once again this is all assimilation is all about connections and getting them connected the discipleship part the sanctification part all that comes through them getting connected to a serving team getting connected to the church getting connected to god getting connected to a small group doing that life on life and that primary means of discipleship um that's where the handoff then goes to is those things to help them keep on growing in their faith
0: yeah and i love that and and I want to say that I keep having this triggering thought, and and so I want to make sure I say this, that our our church's vision statement is to be a church where people want to grow closer to God, each other, and the disconnected. And we very intentionally love that word, want. Uh, and so hopefully what you're hearing is that we try to provide atmospheres and um, where people want to take a step. We're not trying, like it can be so easy. I've been there. I've been that pastor where you you're you're trying to like, yeah, you need to like do it, do it. Like you should do it. You you should have done it 3 years ago. Like you should and yeah. When they want to take it and they take it and then they experience what we have set up, yeah. um they start experiencing the Holy Spirit. They start experiencing what life with Jesus really looks like and it's like, "Man, why did I wait? So like I should have done this." Like and they want yeah. even they want even more cuz it's like, "Oh, like, this is great. Most people I that I've seen, that's how they experience it.
1: Yeah. I feel I don't know if this is true with you, Tim, but at least for me being a pastor many years, the more I try to like press in on something on like, I know this is your next step and then press them to actually take it, the more they squirm out of it, the more I just keep on presenting opportunities and saying, hey, this is no pressure. Like, I think this might be your next step but i'm not going to twist your arm like i want you to think and pray about it the more they're actually when i'm holding him loosely before god and saying <laughs> like i'm not going to try to convict them to do something the spirit's not leading him to do and i just hold them loosely the more i get like yeah i actually wanted to do that i'm like oh man i didn't even have to do anything like it yeah. because god you're just presenting opportunities for them that is so. funny
0: too yeah i just so this was a while ago but i had a couple that wanted to meet with me and we got breakfast or something and um and they were just like yeah we think we just we we just want to take some time and kind of recover from the last church and there was a little bit of church hurt and stuff and i was like yeah absolutely like i you sit back you heal you do what you need to do we want to be the church where you can experience that <laughs> and i yeah. I, got, I got like a text after i left they're like all right we're in and i was like what <laughs> yeah. i was like what changed and they were like you didn't like you didn't care in the right way you didn't pressure yeah, yeah. you were just like yeah do what you need to do and yeah, it was it was yeah. so refreshing we kind of want more of it and so yeah yeah
1: i i mean i've had similar situations whether it's about serving like just example serving teams right like oh we're not ready to serve and then by the end of first step and second step you know, they might be like almost like trying to like they're like, yeah, we think we're ready to serve. And I'm almost like trying to talk them out of it because they've already <laughs> said like they don't want to do this yet. Yeah. and don't want to rush into things. And I'm like, you sure? Like, like you can take a week. Like I just had one recently. I'm like, you, you can take a week or two. Think about it. Pray about it. I don't want you to rush into anything you don't feel comfortable or ready for. And they're like, no, I want to do it. <laughs> like after they said earlier that they didn't want to yeah, do yeah.
0: it. <laughs> it happens that way. It's amazing so, when you walk open-handed and just kind of walk with people that they, they do. I think I think God's just put it in us. We want to be part of Christian community. We want to be servants. We want to be. Yeah. But too often when we're trying to press in that want to, it feels more like a rule or it feels more like a, yeah. like a have to. And Correct. It, it kind of takes the spirit out of it. It takes the the Jesus out of it. It takes the fun out of it. And we want people to experience Jesus in a way where they're excited about it.
1: And uh, Yeah. We even take the pressure in first step out of, and I think this could be a good word for somebody listening even to is like during first step, we're not making it all about Metro. We're making it about you connecting and knowing God and what it looks like to grow in your faith. And we'll even say like, if Metro is not the right place for you, we understand and we're actually okay with that. Yep. Uh, our goal then would be to help you connect to another Bible leaving a gospel center church in the area that you can grow in your faith. And that might be your next step. And we would cheer you on and try to help you point you the right direction to that. Now, what I find when we do that, people are shocked that we're actually promoting there possibly could be other good churches out there that would be helpful. <laughs> um, but I think that there's a stigma uh, out there and they're relieved to hear that we're not all about us, we're about also them and what's best for them and the greater mission um, even. So um, that has opened a lot of doors as well. So
0: yeah, I agree. And yes, I have helped people find other believing Bible believing churches around us. Yes, I've done that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other part of this assimilation process we need to let people know about?
1: Yeah. That's a good question. So I would say, so, you know, once again, the whole simulation is about getting connected, yep. right? So once we, we hand them off, I think it's really important that we do a follow-up. Um, so if we, if they want to be part of the greeting team, if they want to be part of the the band, you know, okay. we send that information out to the appropriate staff person or volunteer, but we need to then, You could have holes in your simulation process if you don't do a follow up to the follow up, meaning sometimes I have to go to the staff person and be like, hey, I I remember so and so wanted to do this role. You know, do you have a chance to follow up with them? Uh, So there is a little bit of like. Admin work of just keeping a pulse for that. Those people actually got connected because we've all made the mistake: We get a text, we get email and we miss it, you know. So we don't want people to fall through the crack and then the last thing uh of this process tim that we've added recently here is that now we're starting to and this was a blind spot in our process and uh, i'm glad we we found it we're just trying to put a finger in the hole um so to speak to keep it keep it from happening but after their second step we pass them off Um, we haven't done a good job of then rechecking in a month later to see where they're at as far as getting connected you know maybe those key volunteers staff people have done what they can to reach out and that kind of stuff. Um, But we haven't done a circle back. So we're we're starting to implement where we get a notification triggered in our system to say, Hey, it's been a month since this person has taken second step. Let's give them a phone call. Let's give them a text and just say like, Hey, I know this is, these are the ways that you want to get connected uh concerning your second step follow-up um have you been able to get connected is there any other ways that we can help so we're really trying to that's the biggest thing that we're learning and discovering is that we need another kind of foul swoop to make sure everything's getting captured um because something could have get missed in communication and we don't want that to happen
0: and and they or they could have tried the ministry area and just hated it and like that's true it's not for me and and one thing that i try to let people know is um Uh, Hey, we're okay with failure. We're okay with you trying something going, I think I might like that. And then we're okay if you get into it and you're like, I do not like this and get out of it and get into something else. We're, we're fine with you trying things that is okay with us. So, and you don't have to, you don't have to know what you're doing. Like we, we have sound people and technology people. They did not know what they were doing when they stepped in and they're very, very good at it right now. Uh, But they, they just were willing to try it.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point, because people, you know, the fear of maybe getting connected to a small group, well, for example, could be, what if it's the wrong small group? What if I just don't gel? <laughs> you know, whatever is the case is. And just to take that pressure off and be like, hey, if it's not the right fit, we got, you know, we got other groups. Like, that's okay. We've even trained our leaders to be okay with you saying, this isn't a great fit. Can I try a different group? Their response is yes go ahead we're not offended <laughs> yeah. we just want to see you get connected right yeah. same with serving teams and i like what you're saying there yeah. is like hey we got people in place um because we want to live out uh ephesians 4 like our role is to um, equip those to do the work of the ministry so that they can bring them along in their maturity with jesus walk with jesus christ right i'm pretty phrasing but we've equipped them so that they can equip you and train you to do this So. If you're if you feel like you have, a, a, you know, uh, some passions here about this ministry, but you just don't feel like you know how to. That's OK. We'll we'll help you get connected. Uh, another piece I just forgot, Tim. Do we have a couple more minutes? Yeah, go for it, man. One other piece that I forgot about Second Step. I don't know how I forgot about this. But at the end of Second Step, uh, we do offer a VIP tour, too.
0: <laughs> this is this is cool. I Yeah, I think this is a cool aspect of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we offer a VIP tour. So they, we've kind of gone through their testimony, their God story. They've talked about how they get, want to get connected. We've tried to help them get connected as far down as we can and plugged in. And then we're like, Hey, you know, we would like to give you a tour of our church. You know, by, by this, we know, we kind of know they want to be part of our church family, whether it's just kind of like one step or all the way to membership. Right. I'm like, we would like to give you a tour, uh, kind of uh, the building, you know, because most of these people are maybe only becoming just a couple of weeks to a few months. Right. And uh, I'm like, the reason we want to give you this this tour is just so if one, you just feel like home here, you know, you kind of know the ins and outs of where everything's at and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we want you to feel at home. And like, this is really your, your church family. So some of these people have never been in the kids' area because they don't have kids, right? And I'll say, like, maybe you'll invite a neighbor that has kids. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to take them up and show them where the kids' area is? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, you know? So we're going to have to give them a full tour of the place. Now, part of that tour is very intentional, too, uh, because if they have said, hey, I would like to get plugged into – um for example, they want to get plugged into the kids area. Well, I will just use that example. I want to get plugged in. This just happened this last weekend. Hey, I want to get plugged into Metro Kids and our special needs ministry. So what's going to happen when I do our tour is wherever they say that they get, want to get connected, I'm going to take more time in that specific area, right? So, I want, so I'm going to take more time in the kids area than other areas because I want them to get a sense of like, they can see themselves serving in these areas. I'm going to introduce them to a couple of servers here and there. I'm definitely going to introduce them to the person that's overseeing the, you know, the Metro Kids director, the staff person, and, and have a brief interaction and tell them, hey, later this week, uh, this person is going to be reaching out to you about getting more plugged in. And if they have a face and a name now, and they've actually met the person before they actually start their orientation and start serving. So that would be the case with any ministry. I'm trying to make those connections. So I'm trying to make them feel at home. But I'm also taking them a step forward, getting connected, seeing the areas where they're going to serve and also connecting them to the right people and ask them some questions like that. Right. So if I come across a server, I might even say, what do you see God doing up here in, in our Metro Kids area? You know, because uh, this person is interested in serving and they hear that. Right. Is that now they're even more likely to show up to, for orientation and all that kind of stuff so yeah. i want them to see and experience all those things and i i showed them all the nooks and the crannies of the whole place you know yeah and um the feedback we've gotten is like we love this like this is awesome like I, or i didn't even know this area of the church existed you yeah. know like wow this church is bigger than th-, you know whatever it is um i want them to feel at home and it's just another layer of getting them connected through the vip tours so
0: yep i love that too I'm looking forward to actually being able to do this. <laughs> like yeah, we can do it to a very minimal level right now, but yeah, I'm looking forward to being able
1: to take yeah. them through an actual building. So
0: yeah. Cool, man. Any last words for us before we get out of here?
1: I don't think so. I mean, okay. that kind of sums yeah. it up. Um, and I think whether you're big church, small church, there is a, you know, it's not that there is a one step, you know, kind of thing that fills it all, you know, <laughs> but it's just, you know, cause I started in a small church. Yep. And then what kind of mini church and a large church? It's more about just being intentional. Like, no. have I thought through a prep, you know strategy, a process that works for the size of the church that I am, that keeps on getting people connected to God and the church? That's all it is, assimilation process. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you don't have to do a grand scale thing. You can do a smaller version of this um but when i was at a smaller church that wasn't even on my radar you know and so if you can just take a couple things and implement it i think you're going to see that it makes a huge uh difference uh getting people connected
0: and if you can automate automate because that's really easy
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah cool man well i really appreciate you coming on and sharing this with us so and planning your weekend don't forget about assimilation keep people moving to the next step uh specifically with jesus and the church but keep them moving
1: all right. Thank all right. you, Tim.
0: Yeah. See you, dude. See yep. you. I hope what you keep hearing over and over again is because it's a lot of information and there's a lot happening. And I want you to hear that in the midst of all of those details, like, yes, you may not have the staff that Metro has. Oh, you do not need to do all these things. Find one thing that can make one area of your weekend better, and then do that one thing. And then as it becomes normal, you may add the next thing. These are just steps to take. We are constantly learning. We are constantly trying new things. We're constantly adapting and shifting. That's how we've gotten to some of these places. We just added one thing, in, and over time, it's built into this. So don't get overwhelmed. Just add the one thing in that you need to add in to continue to uh, take steps towards health in your church Uh, follow Jesus Christ and then connect people into your church and and specifically connect them to Jesus Christ. That is the goal. That is the whole point of all of this. We're just trying to give you little things that can help you take those steps. Hopefully that is doing that for you. Uh, Thank you so much for checking this episode out. I hope this series has continued to be beneficial to to you. Uh, I think we got two more from this series and then we're going to jump into a different one. Looking forward to that. We're going to deal with more like vision and strategy over the next two. Hope to see you at those. See you next time.